following program is pre-recorded. Welcome to Hope in the Night, late night talk radio offering biblical hope and practical help and on the air now for over 25 years. I'm Jeff Oliver here with author and speaker June Hunt. June, as uh, you look around in our culture, especially you think the evangelical Christian culture that many times you would think the the idea is, the prevailing idea is that, that uh, being married is the ideal. That's the ultimate. And uh, But I know that there are, as you've talked about before, there are myths surrounding singleness. I wonder if you would cover a few of those. Well, it, it's so interesting. Um, I, I, I've had many people <clears throat> in my own family, I'm thinking about one particular niece uh, who uh, she had not married and hadn't married, and <clears throat> she assumed that marriage was always the ideal um, and that singleness would be second best. But um, I said to her, are you aware that according to Scripture, um, marriage is best for those God calls to be married, but singleness is best for those God calls to be single. In fact, uh, singleness is referred to as the best state for having what is called undivided devotion to the Lord. Um, Specifically, a very interesting passage uh, in 1 Corinthians 7. 1 Corinthians 7 is actually dealing with a a number of things. it does deal with marriage and then also with those who are not married. Um, in fact, I'm going to let, let me mention what the Apostle Paul says. Uh, first verse. Now, uh, okay, it, it is good for a man not to marry. And, you, you, you know, that that's just not what people expect. Um, verse that's first verse uh, verse 8 uh, in 1 Corinthians 7 chapter 7 now to the unmarried and the widows I say it is good for them to stay unmarried as I am so this is referring to Paul himself is unmarried um, and there's more to that but let me flip on over to uh, verse hmm, okay verse 32 I would like you to be free from concern an unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs how he can please the Lord but a married man um, let me make sure I said that right an unmarried man is concerned about the Lord's affairs how he can please the Lord But a married man is concerned about the affairs of this world and how he can please his wife. And his interests are divided. An unmarried woman or virgin is concerned about the Lord's affairs. Uh, And uh, her aim is to be devoted to the Lord in both body and spirit. But the married woman is concerned about the affairs of this world, how she can please her husband. Listen to this, Jeff, because I think this is important. Verse 30, 
uh, 5 says, mm-hmm. I am saying this for your own good, not to restrict you, but that you may live in a right way in undivided devotion to the Lord. Mm. And a lot of people have never even seen these scriptures. Um, they, they're unaware. So multiple times, the Apostle Paul, who actually was used by God as a human instrument to uh, write more more books of the Bible uh, than anyone else. Now, the, the true author of the Bible is, is God himself, because it's called the Word of God. But he would be the human author, uh, the scribe writing what God would want him to write. So that is one of the myths. Um, I'll just go on and say the, the myth uh, of the separated, those who are separated, uh, living in limbo is terrible. Any decision is better than no decision. Well, the truth is God wants us to learn to be content in any state, to be patiently waiting on his timing. And you see this in Philippians 4, 11. I have learned to be content whatever the circumstance. Um, for those who are widowed, um, the myth can be after your mate dies, you are left incomplete and unfulfilled. By the way, that's not very hopeful. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's right. The truth is, you will grieve the loss of a spouse um, many times deeply. But as a Christian, you are given complete fullness in Christ, whether married or single. And this is important because it's Colossians 2, verse 10. You are complete in Him, complete in Christ. You're not a fraction. You're not half a person. You're complete in Christ. The myth of the state of singleness, uh, since God uses the family to build character, you will never become mature if you remain unmarried. Uh, Not true. Your marital state does not determine the degree of your maturity. When you become a believer, God takes the responsibility to bring you to maturity. And we see this in Philippians 1.6. He who began a good work in you will complete it. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. 
Would you like to talk to June Hunt about a situation in your life? Consider having that conversation on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night and let June help you discover practical help that's grounded in God's truth. Your story will be heard on all of our radio affiliates. And of course, we protect your privacy by providing you with a different name. And as it happens often in our program, when you share your story, you might help someone else find biblical hope and practical help for their life. It's ministry multiplied. For an opportunity to talk with June Hunt on Hope in the Night about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or some other concern in your life, call 800-917. That's 800-644-4817. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call tonight. 800-917. 800-644-4817. Welcome back to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. I'm Jeff Oliver, and we want to help you, and we want to help you help others. To get in touch with the program, if there's something you'd like to talk with June about, something happening in your life, and you'd like to get some insight on that, please call us at 800-917. That's 800-N-I-G-H-T-1-7. And we'd love to talk with you about being on an upcoming Hope in the Night. Submit a question to us by email as well. If you're not ready to be on the program, you can do that at askjune at hopefortheheart.org. That's askjune at hopefortheheart.org. We look forward to hearing from you. If you have any questions about tonight's topic or any number of topics. There are over 100 keys for living that will help you to address whatever is happening in your life and uh, talk to our customer support team. They'll be happy to recommend the right resources for you. Let me recommend one called Singleness Satisfied and Single. And that's available by calling customer support. Just order directly from them at 800-488-HOPE, 800-488-4673. Let's get to our caller for tonight, and we welcome a listener from our podcasts, which, by the way, any that you listen to your favorite podcast, you can get our program. Just look up Hope in the Night there at your podcast platform, and you're sure to find us there. So uh, listening on podcast to us tonight in Arizona, we have Grace. Well, hello, Grace. Welcome to Hope. Hello, June. Hi. Thanks for Well, I'm delighted you're with us. How can we help you? I I have a situation. Um, five years ago, I was diagnosed um, at the age of 37 of um, premature um, menopause, and I had symptoms actually years before. And um, when that happened, I had a crisis where. It was very difficult um, health-wise. It was kind of traumatizing to realize that overnight I'm not going to have maybe a chance to have a child. But spiritually, I realized that I had um, I had acted in a way to earn God's favor. I thought that I was trusting Him, but actually I realized that I had acted in ways to earn brownie points, and when that happened, I realized that um, 
nothing I could do, I've done, could have earned me God's favor. And as a matter of fact, God has allowed me to to basically not being able to have children when I had prayed for over 10 years to be married and to have children. And I had, in the meantime, kind of worked on being content and trying to really just, you know, seek God first, which was kind of hard, and I thought it was okay. But when it happened, I realized that I was not okay. And ever since, I've not been the same um, in my prayer life. I hold back with God, and and I'm so afraid to hurt again, like I hurt when I had that news. But I'm aware that my my intimacy with God is I'm holding back, and I'm not the same. And I'm and I'm grieving, and I'm sad, and I'm. I don't know what to do because I, I don't, I, I'm, I'm not the same person, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. So I'm now, rich. okay, you you said that uh, five years ago, um, you were in your thirties, of age age mm-hmm. thirty what? Thirty seven. Okay, that. Um, you were diagnosed with premature menopause. And it was very difficult because that was not, according to your mental plan, you know, you did not anticipate that. Now, am I, am I, uh, are are you single at this time? Are you married? I was single and I've never been married. Okay, so you are single. And um, you, you, uh, you know, it, it is true that we can be, we any of us can receive a diagnosis and be stunned. Just literally, um, we we just never thought that that's what we would have. I I had that kind of feeling when I was listening to a doctor say you do have a malignancy you will have to have a mastectomy and you will lose your hair and I thought what does the hair have to do with this but uh, you know I I just remember being very taken aback and and you know the things that occurred after that uh, I had not ever anticipated because my mother had no um, uh, there was not cancer in her background, but I never thought about my father's, um, what might be from genetically my father. But the bottom line, bottom line is um, God knew all along uh, what your situation would be. This hasn't caught him by surprise. And you said I've not been okay since this um, diagnosis, and you've been grieving. You're sad. And, you know, there are many times that we legitimately can grieve over something that we thought we would 
experience, thought we would uh, have in our lives. And and I, I'm, I, I'm glad that you can admit that instead of just um, hurting on the inside but trying not to even deal with it um, or, or just not not admitting so I respect that what what you're telling me is the truth and so help me understand uh, when you when you received this message how did how what specifically were you thinking um I didn't think. I think I was. I was. I went in a sort of shock um, because I had had symptoms for um, five years, and my doctor didn't really catch it. Um, so I had thought about everything. And anything but that. So when I had the news, I was in shock. And for three years, not three years, sorry, for three days, I remember going home. And I was holding back, driving from school to home. And I just dropped on the floor and cried for hours. And for three days... My body was hurting from head to toe. I had a very bad headache. My neck was hurting. It was mm-hmm. very difficult physically because I could feel the bad news in my body. And and um, it's like mm-hmm. my dream got shattered, my dream of having children and my dream of getting married. But something that I did not make sense and still doesn't make sense is that in my head, I don't connect clearly both being married and having children because I've been single for so long that unless God does me recall, I, I don't know mm-hmm. if I will be married. But I still want to be a mom and a wife. But mm-hmm. in my head, I just know that it doesn't make sense to want to have children um, without being married when I want to have a husband and a family. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. it's difficult because I had two prob- I had one problem before. It was to struggle with singleness. And then the second problem was hoping that in time I'll be able to meet a good man and have a family. And then when the diagnosis came, it it shattered everything, and 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 I have a hard time to make sense of it. Except mm-hmm. that if I'm every one day a good man, it will be someone who will. Um, accept me the way I am. Yes. And you will be okay to grieve with him. But that's the extent I want to understand. 
I just know that it's hard because I just started to grieve openly a few months ago. Before that, I didn't know I was grieving, but I was sad. But I couldn't connect my sadness and mm. my situation because mm-hmm. I was in denial for a long time. Mm-hmm. Okay. I hear I hear what you're saying, and I know that, um, actually, I remember at one time I taught a singles class for about 12 years, and it was the middle age of singles, and that's where I was at that time, um, at that middle, uh, like in the 30s and, and 40s, and there were about... Uh, at my church, uh, there were uh, probably about uh, 60 people in that class. And uh, I was just, I was teaching Bible study, that, but also on a, on, on, that was on Sunday morning. And then on Tuesdays, uh, we had a, a home Bible study at my home. And men and women came. It was just a mixed class, and sometimes people would come to the class, and they would meet. And even though this wasn't the norm, but there would be some who would come, and they would meet someone that they were very drawn to. And sometimes there were people that married because of being in this singles class. And yet, I didn't make it. It, it was a, a, a wonderful Bible study for us all to learn together. And we became like a big family, a huge family. And people loved it because we would have retreats. We would go out to like lunch after church uh, gathering. And there were people that would, you know, just regularly uh, form wonderful friendships. I'll tell you one thing that I think is huge. When a person doesn't have a husband and children or wife and children, they need to have a family of friends, a family of friends, where there is togetherness, where there there is care, where there are joys, and sorrows that are shared. In fact, uh, we can talk about how do you nurture a family of friends. Do you have a heart for people who are hurting and broken? You want to throw them a lifeline, but sometimes you just don't know how. Lifeline to Hope is a brand new, one-of-its-kind caregiver training designed just for you. Using video-based instruction from leading experts, plus relevant case studies and interactive exercises, you can discover how to effectively provide support, encouragement, and spiritual care. The ultimate goal is to connect lives in crisis with a new or renewed life in Christ. This 10-week Lifeline to Hope program can train and deploy a small, effective group of caregivers in your church and community. Person in your church that brings together caregivers to become better equipped to meet the hurting. Discover more at lifelinetohope.org. Lifelinetohope.org.
If you're looking for a place to find encouragement and guidance, check out junehunt.org. That's where you can find June's practical, biblical resources, including June's books and Bible studies on a variety of topics like anger, depression, forgiveness, addictions, relationships, and more. June's resources offer biblical hope and practical help for all of life's challenges. They are great for personal study and growth and equipping you to help others. At junehunt.org, you can also find June's music, her translated books in Spanish, and keep up with all the latest news and interviews with June. And if you've missed an airing of Hope in the Night, you can access the broadcast archives from this site and search for specific topics. At junehunt.org, there's also a place to donate and support us financially to help more people find practical guidance from God's Word through our radio broadcasts, biblical resources, and more. We're grateful for your prayers and support, and we hope you'll check out the resources for you at junehunt.org. I'm Jeff Oliver, and you're listening to Hope in the Night with June Hunt. We're a ministry of hope for the heart, and we'd like to thank you for your prayers and support of this ministry. It means so much to us. Our customer support team can be reached at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help guide you to God's hope through our resources. Let me recommend the Keys for Living called Singleness, Satisfied, and Single. And customer support can be reached at 800 4884673 that's 800-488-HOPE if you would like to speak with June about a specific situation in your life on a future broadcast of Hope in the Night call us at 800-917 and when you call leave a detailed message for us we'll get back to you and uh, schedule you for an upcoming Hope in the Night we'd love to talk to you about that and the number again 800 644 night 17 uh, rather 800 night 17 at that is 800 644 4817. Now, if you have a question you think maybe is too small a question or you're not ready to be on a live program, we would like to accommodate your question as well and uh, cover it on a future Hope in the Night. Just email us, askjune at hopefortheheart.org. That's askjune at hopefortheheart.org. Ask your question, and if we uh, choose to answer your question on the air, we'd like to send you some resources uh, that would pertain to your struggle, your uh, your situation there. So let us help you uh, by doing that. Send us that email question to askjune at hopefortheheart.org. Now back to our conversation with Grace. Well, Grace, you mentioned a a scripture. There are several scriptures that use the word content. First um, uh, Timothy six six says, "Godliness with contentment is great gain." And we uh, or we learn uh, when we. Uh, and I, I was one who didn't know anything about the Bible for quite a period of time. And then when I became uh, a Christian, it really made a huge difference because I, I learned that, oh, just because I have a mindset about something, my mindset can be wrong. And Philippians 4.11 says, I've learned to be content whatever the circumstance, or whatever the circumstances. So to be uh, 
content, notice, learned. We don't just necessarily start out content because many times there's this image. It's like, well, um, some people think, okay, I'll, uh, when I grow up, uh, some make it like, like I'll go to school, I'll get my MRS degree, as in marriage, and Mrs. my MRS degree, and then I'll live happily ever after. I'll just mention one thing. In terms of counseling, do you know who get who seeks the most counseling because of challenges in life? It's the married people. Married, married, married people who are married. Uh, they uh, make up the bulk of of those who are seeking counsel because they don't. It's much harder than they think. So the the issue, though, is, and there's nothing wrong with desiring something, um, but. I'm going to ask you a very practical question. Do you feel you are able to put your full trust in God? That's where I struggle the most because um, when I had that news, I realized that I think God allowed me to understand that I was kidding myself saying I trusted God because I trusted God to some extent, but I was counting on my youth and my health mm-hmm. to, to, to be able to, you know, to, to make it until I can meet someone and have children. And when that mm-hmm. happened, I real, it, it felt like the rug being pulled off under my feet. And that's mm-hmm. where I had to realize that I didn't trust God entirely. Um, mm-hmm. And so it has been since then a journey on trusting God. And, and um, my friend, I have a dear friend who is uh, like a... Um, She's a mentor, good friend of mine. She used mm-hmm. the analogy of the tapestry that while I'm seeing the weaving in the back of the tapestry up close and I don't see the beautiful design, God has a mm-hmm. big picture and see the whole tapestry. And so I, I think of that when I struggle with trusting God. And another friend of mine who is my Bible teacher, she said that I was telling her that I'm trying to trust God, and she said that the issue is trying versus training. And she told me Mm. that her own mentor told her that trying is um, misdirected effort, and training is putting the habit and practice of doing that thing, and mm-hmm. so that's now understood that trusting God, I have to train, which is like a lot of work, but um, 
But I need to heal from that wound of the bad news in my health because it has not been the same since. And I'm holding back with God when I pray, when I, and I know that holding back is my is also a sign that I'm I'm holding back trusting Him because I've been mm-hmm. I've been so badly hurt by that news that naively I want to say as a in a naive sense that I don't want to suffer like that again, but I know it's it's not possible because, you know, I will have trials again and I will have to go through pain again. But, you know, it was so bad that it really just did something. And But I want to trust God because it's the only way to... To get unstuck where I am and maybe to heal from the grief and maybe to hope again that God is more than able mm-hmm. because, you know, I I really, to encourage myself, I, I, I uh, quote, Psalm 37 and Ephesians 3 2021 because that tells me that if I put God in his kingdom first and if I really seek him and and try to keep growing in my relationship with him that everything else will fall in place even if I tell myself I don't know what it will be, mm-hmm. but it will be good, you know. All right. Well, this is important. Um, realize that life is a series of choices. I'm going to repeat that. Life is a series of choices. Now, I want you to say that after me. Life is a series of choices. Life is a series of choices. Mm-hmm. Say it one more time. Life is a series of choices. It's a series of choices, yes. We choose what we will dwell on. Mm-hmm. We choose what we're going to um, think about over and over. And mm-hmm. now... It is right to be realistic. It is right to be realistic, meaning sometimes we will have something, and everyone has this just in different areas. They'll, they'll receive some news in some way, and it's not what they want to hear. It could be any kind of disease. It could be a decision someone else makes uh, where you're abandoned, uh, where you're rejected. Uh, Many times we don't have the ability to make... um, Well, we, we just don't have the ability to make another person change. 
And so, well, so there, there are things that are difficult. Well, in this case, singleness, when you heard this, this word, uh, at least in regard to uh, the, menop- the premature menopause, uh, that what you're talking about not having um, a, a child that is birthed. It, it, I'm assuming you're saying the doctor communicated that. Is that correct? Yes, they said at that time that there may be a 5% chance, but it was five years ago, and Mm -hmm. I'm getting closer to the normal age anyway of being too old. So you're you're in your young 40s, is that right? Right. Okay. Well, this is where we admit... um, Back to Jeremiah 10, verse 23 says, O Lord, I know that our lives are not our own. It is not for us to direct our steps. So there are times, that's Jeremiah 10, 23. You admit that you, your, your, your desire to marry, you admit your desire to have a child, uh, and you admit the difficulty. Just say, right now where I am, Lord, you know that's how I'm feeling, and I'm not hiding it, I'm not changing it. Then what you want to do is, um, have, you, uh, have you ever heard of uh, the greener grass mentality? Do you know what that means? Yes. Okay. The, what happens is at times we assume that the grass is greener on the other side. And, but what we need to understand is marriage does not cure loneliness. Marriage does not provide self-worth. Marriage does not cure depression. Marriage does not provide security. There's the assumption of all these things Instead, the Bible says in Philippians 4.19, My God will meet all your needs according to His glorious riches in Christ Jesus. So when I said life is a series of choices, that's a scripture that you're going to want to repeat multiple times. And it's thank you, and you turn it into a prayer of thanksgiving. Just thank you, God, that you have promised to meet my needs. And I trust you to meet not my wants, but my needs. June Hunt and the Ministry of Hope for the Heart have an exciting new resource to encourage you and equip you to help others. It's called the Care and Counsel Library, and it's available at hopefortheheart.org ccl. The Care and Counsel Library has 50 topics in 10 volumes with clear answers from God's Word and practical solutions to real-life issues. It is the culmination of decades of ministry from the compassionate, relevant guidance of June Hunt. This library includes volumes such as Grief and Loss, Abuse and Trauma, Depression and Suicide, and more. These are excellent training tools for counselors, life coaches, or anyone who wants to grow in biblical wisdom to address the real issues of life. 
Learn more and get the Care and Counsel Library at hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. That's hopefortheheart.org slash ccl. As we each solve the puzzle that is our life, we often have questions we can't answer. Usually, they're little nagging questions, but sometimes they're larger. So large, in fact, the answer or even the question itself can have life-changing consequences. June Hunt believes the best answers to these tough questions come from God himself, and he's given us those answers in the Bible. For more than 20 years now, June has helped callers find these biblical answers and apply them to their lives. You can talk with June on her radio program, Hope in the Night, about an issue, a hurt, a relationship, or another concern in your life. Call 800-NIGHT-17. And remember, there are no hopeless situations, only people who have grown hopeless. There really are biblical solutions for all of life's struggles. Don't wait. Call now, 800-644-4817. You are listening to Hope in the Night. I'm Jeff Oliver. We'll get back to our caller in a moment. If you have questions or concerns about the topic of singleness, just call our customer support team at 800-488-HOPE. They're available Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time, and they'll help you access the right resources. Maybe if you're dealing with something that uh, they can point you to resources on our website, free resources there, such as our quick reference guides, which are a quick uh, two-page treatment of uh, many of our topics. And uh, if you'd like to look further, you can go to our Keys for Living and order copies of those for yourself, or maybe as you help someone else, you can provide them some resources, some information there that would help them through a situation. I want to recommend one of our Keys for Living now called Singleness, Satisfied and Single. And again, customer support is available at 800-488-HOPE. That's 800-488-4673. You may also email them at customer support at hopefortheheart.org. That's customer support at hopefortheheart.org. Now back to our conversation tonight with Grace. You know, Grace, um, I have always been single. I never planned to be single. I assumed after I went to college that I would uh, uh, get married. My brother did that. Uh, So I just thought I'll probably, and he was a year older than me, and I thought that would be my pattern. Uh, But when I graduated from the university, um, my pastor said, you are going to be our junior high director, and there were 600 in the junior high division, at counting 120 leaders. I didn't know how to be a leader, but uh, the leaders taught me how to lead, and so for four years, I had, uh, I was a youth director. I loved it. I didn't plan on it, never thought about it. Uh, Then I was a college and career director after that. Didn't plan on that. Uh, Then um, I became a conference speaker. I I never planned on doing that. I kept being asked to do different things that I... And um, sometimes I would be actually speaking on singleness. One thing that was very interesting, and again, I, I planned... 
I wanted to be married and to have children. Um, and so I, I understand. I, I want you to hear that I really do understand. But I also, also uh, God had me doing things that I didn't plan. And uh, I, I saw the importance of nurturing a family of friends. Um, and But I, I didn't realize until I really looked at what are the advantages of singleness. I'm just going to mention a few things. You see, I remember at my home, in my home, my father was very controlling. Uh, mother was not allowed to be with us as kids. Uh, at, at a certain point, uh, he just said, you're a bad influence on your mother. So, you know, and he really was very selfish about wanting just to have time with her. And he was very successful in business. And uh, so... I saw how he, how he would limit her, uh, even uh, to go to church and everything, just all kinds of things. And so I realized, as a single person, I, even though that wasn't, it wasn't big in my mind, but those who are single uh, are have the freedom to use. And you have the freedom to use your time um, in a way that you believe is right, to be a good steward of your time. You have freedom of mobility while uh, still considering the needs of others. Um, you have the freedom to do financial planning instead of being controlled by someone else. You have freedom to nurture several deep relationships while keeping the Lord first in your life. You have I, the freedom. Mm -hmm. Yes. I hear you, but um, the thing that really I struggle with is the grief because um, I cannot. I look at myself, think of myself as a woman and part of me is grieving and thinking about having to continue and reinvent myself as part of me may never realize the desire to be a mother and a wife and it's it's compounded with a grief because it's a, it's attached to a medical thing. It's not mm -hmm. just circumstances. It is also the fact that I'm grieving I'm grieving the you know, I'm grieving that Okay. I and the point that I want you to see is you don't know exactly what God is going to do. Let me tell you someone who was grieving as you were. Uh, and uh, this, this is my niece. Um, she, uh, she had an older sister that got married and immediately started having children. And 
that's successful, but my uh, other niece that uh, I'm talking about, um, uh, she would talk about this. She said, and finally, she said, maybe I'm supposed to, am I supposed to be single? Uh, I said, I don't know. And um, so there was a point uh, when a friend of hers, she was at that time in Boston, she was at Harvard, literally in charge of the, let's see, uh, the graduates and the uh, faculty for university. And um, she longed, though, uh, to be married. And yet, there was just several times there were several guys twice that she wanted me to meet. And I thought, mm mm, mm mm. So uh, I, I, I didn't want her to beat. I said, just don't be desperate. Don't be desperate. And so, it, anyways, uh, this uh, other friend said, I know someone who lives across the United States in California and uh, and he was uh, uh, 10 years older than her and they thought he was a confirmed bachelor and it ended up that uh, and he was a professor and they met and for a long time they were communicating by email and uh, so, you know, close to your age, she did marry. Now, they were not able to have children. One day, all of a sudden, she gets a phone call. If you can be in Wisconsin, I think it was Wisconsin, tomorrow we, there is a precious baby girl that's just been born can you be here? And so they travel uh, immediately, and uh, they were chosen by someone who could not, who had a man had had a major injury, and he could not. They, as a family, uh, the the birth family, uh, they felt they could not uh, nurture. Uh, this new baby, and all of a sudden, uh, she was there and uh, stayed there for about a week. And um, I just saw her, my my niece today, uh, on a a video recording. Uh, she is a, now a licensed professional counselor, and uh, her little daughter is named Jenna June and uh, and and I mean and I will say there are ways that she looks like her my 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 niece is a blonde Jenna June is uh, a blonde and and and, she, and she's loving I mean, it just she she could not be happier um with this adoption. There are times when it's like Moses was adopted and people think, 
but I wanted it this way. Yet, if it's God's plan, and, you know, she, she never dreamed about this uh, living in, in California, but I can just tell you it's, it's what was God's plan. So what we're talking about is trust your future to God. Um, he knows how to meet your deepest inner needs when you lay down your, your will for his will. When instead of what you thought would make you happy, um, he knows how, well, the Bible says, seek first his kingdom and righteousness, his righteousness, and all these things will be given to you as well. Meaning, it's not that we get everything we ask for, but what we do, what we need to do, and this is why I said life is a series of choices, choose to be in God's will. Yeah. I, I, I choose not to be in my will, but in God's will. And that means you literally yield yourself, you lay down your thoughts of what they should be, and submit your thoughts to the Spirit of God's, not only His thoughts, but His guidance. And you learn to think the way God wants you to think, and that means there will be wonderful scriptures that you'd say, Lord, I, I want to focus on what you want me to focus on. There is one thing I want to just say. Yes. Um, I, I agree, and I want that, because sometimes I look at forum and discussion, and I read the comment of older women who are still bitter and still hurt about that, mm -hmm. and it's one thing I don't want. I don't want whatever the future holds. I don't want to be sad 20 years down the road about that. I really don't want to be someone who lives with regret and discontentment. Yes. I just don't want that. Well, I'll tell you what. I'm, I'm going to send you something. I, I want you to look at the scriptures, and I want you to thank God for His purpose for you. Uh, Psalm 138, verse 8 says, The Lord will fulfill His purpose for me. Your love, O oh Lord, endures forever. The Lord's, And so thank you, Lord, that you will fulfill your purpose for me. Again, that's Psalm 138, verse 8. And then it says, Your love, O Lord, endures forever. There'll be a number of scriptures I want you to personalize. And if you want us to talk again, let's do it. We will send our keys for living called singleness, satisfied, and single. We'll send those out to tonight's caller, and we do that free of charge. That's because of your generous support of this ministry. If you'd like to give to keep those resources going out and to keep this program on the air, you may do so at hopefortheheart.org slash donate, and we thank you. You may order resources for yourself at 800-488-HOPE anytime Monday through Friday, 8 to 5 Central Time. And our materials and recent programs are available at hopefortheheart.org. Also find our programs wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Until next time, for June Hunt, I'm Jeff Oliver saying you hang on to hope.